You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Jonan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fights fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and of course where they are now so what is happening y'all i hope everybody everybody has been having a fantastic week and a phenomenal day so far as we're recording this episode okay so i was really hoping for the mic not to pick up any sort of sound from the outside because as we're speaking there's a literal thunderstorm outside um so I hope that everybody listening to this right now is uh, at least in their homes or just like somewhere safe, like you're not outside because the weather app actually sent out like prior to me recording this episode, uh, which was the time that I was already home. Uh, the weather app actually sent out a warning saying that there was going to be wind gusts of about like 100 kilometers per hour and that uh, it will be hailing tonight with the hail being the size of a nickel. So that's pretty, you know, not not something that happens every day in Guelph, Ontario. Let's just put it that way. But uh, I just hope that my car is going to be okay. But also, please stay away from, like, big trees and, you know, take shelter. Like, don't go outside unless you absolutely have to. Um, but also, I, I'm pretty sure that everybody has noticed that the past few days have been incredibly hot and uh, as much as we cannot deny the issue of global warming, uh, what was pretty interesting to me was that because, you know, this is like, you know, there, there was just like like this huge surge in temperature just worldwide. And you might be wondering, well, you know, what is the cause of that? Well, actually, it is beyond Earth. It is extraterrestrial uh, because there are actually some solar storms going on. There's some like combustions happening uh, in the sun from my my uh, <laughs> lay understanding of uh, astronomy, you know. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm I'm a biologist, okay? Like, don't don't question me on stuff like that. But uh, so that was pretty interesting to me. But also, I really hope that everything turns out to be okay. But uh, yes, everyone, please stay safe uh, when the thunderstorm is happening. But also like when it's just so hot out, please make sure that you stay hydrated. Your girl right here, of course, of course, she made the horrid mistake of not drinking enough water today. Um, and that does happen whenever your girl has a long day at work, especially because I work in a lap and it's just hard to, you know, you can't really drink or eat food in a lap. So and like especially if you have a full day of experiments. You're like, oh my goodness, uh, there's no H2O in my system. And, uh, you know, with the weather being so hot and warm. So, like, when I got home, you would think that I would be wise enough to at least have a glass of water. But what did I do? I'll tell you exactly what I did. <laughs> and it's very Janon like of me to be doing something like this. So, what I did was, as soon as I got home, I was like, I don't care how tired or dehydrated I am. 
I look I look on my uh, watch, my smartwatch, and I'm like, oh, my God, the temperature outside is like 28 degrees Celsius. What's the best thing that comes to mind? Of course, the best thing that comes to mind is to put on my gym clothes and literally go into my garage to hit the heavy bag with a with a really thorough and juicy boxing workout. While it's almost 30. So when the temperature shows that it's like 28 degrees, trust that the feel of it is 100% more, especially because today and like the recent days have been extremely humid. So of course that's what I did. (laughs) Um, And when I was doing it, I kid you not, um, I've never felt this hot in my whole life because, you know, one, the temperature is just so hot outside, but also you're doing extreme workout, right? So it felt like, honestly, I was uh, doing a very intense boxing workout inside a sauna and I haven't, I hadn't sweated that much. If sweated is a word. Anyways, my brain is also fried. Anyways, um, but uh, so I did that and then you would think that, oh, Janan, come on, Janan is a wise gal. Like, she she better have drank some water after that, right? Let me tell you what I did. Mm. I mean, shame on me. But uh, what I did was uh, <laughs> I cracked open a can of pop. And uh, I mean, it was, it was Orange Fanta, my favorite. So I had to drink it. Anyways, but that was not proper hydration. And here I am doing TKO. I mean, I'm doing great because I'm running very high on, on that glucose from the drink, honey. But uh, yeah, after this, I really need to just, uh, <laughs> I don't know, at least like make some ice water or something. Because uh, otherwise, my organs are going to be completely dried out. Um, but yes, please. <laughs> yeah, the, the message of the story is that you need to stay hydrated for your own sake, for your own health. Um, yeah, don't, don't pull a Janan, please. <laughs> what else? Okay. Um, okay. So it just hit me. So, oh my God, I'm, I'm just like, I've been giving you all my life updates for the past six minutes, but this is the last thing I'm going to say. And then we're going to ease into all the stuff we have planned for today. So one thing I have to say is that uh, I have my PhD qualifying exam coming up in exactly three weeks. So uh, I actually have my qualifying exam August 10th, Wednesday, August 10th uh, in the morning. And so the, the so in three weeks, when I am recording my episode for TKO for that week on actually the episode that will come out on August 10th, you already know that I'm I'm like done my QE exam. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's going to be like me post my exam. And like it would be actually really interesting to compare the audio that will be recorded right after my QE compared to like this one or maybe like the ones in the next couple of weeks, um, you know, in terms of like, you know, comparing levels of exhaustion and just like you know like if you can detect like any stress in my voice i mean usually i i whenever i do tko it just feels like i'm in this like isolated world of mine like you know the tko world and you know this is just like my life for the for the 30 minutes that i get to do the show every every week which i absolutely love um so yeah that was that was another important life update that i have for y'all so please tko nation i know you guys always give your love and support for the show but your girl right here uh you know i would really appreciate it if you could keep 
you know, <laughs> my my qualifying exam and your thoughts as well. I've been trying really hard. I've been working really hard towards it. So fingers crossed that it all goes well. You know, I'm just going to give it my all and just see how it goes. But please um, just just <laughs> keep me in your thoughts and, you know, just just pray for me <laughs> if you can. But uh, yeah, that's that's coming up on August 10th. What else? Um, so this is very random. However, <laughs> however, it actually does serve as a really good segue to what we're going to be talking about on the show today. So today, uh, actually, like minutes before I started recording TKO, I usually so this is actually really interesting to talk about because I, some of you, some of you might wonder, OK, Janan, like, how do you just like start recording the show? Like, do you just like something just clicks in your head? You're like, okay, showtime, let's uh, press start, like start recording, whatever. Um, or like, what do you do? So what's the ritual? Usually uh, what I do before, immediately before recording TKO is I either listen to like some really hardcore music to get myself hyped up for the show. If I need to be extra hyped up because <laughs> I'm already so hyped. Or sometimes I'll just kind of like meditate or, you know, just go through some of the headlines that I want to talk about on the show or just like honestly like meditate, you know. But today I had this really weird urge to go online and buy myself a pair of nunchucks. And so I went online. I actually found these pair of nunchucks that were yellow and they had a print of Bruce Lee's silhouette on them. And I saw the I saw that beauty and I was like, mm, I'm not going to let that go, you know, and, uh, you know, who knows? Like this, this looks like it's uh, pretty like limited, excuse me, limited edition stuff. Right. And I see that I'm like, OK, nunchucks, check. Uh, Bruce Lee print, check. Uh huh. So what I did was <laughs> literally two minutes before I started recording the show, I I got I bought the nunchucks. And they're going to come tomorrow in my mail. So next week when I record the show, I'll give you guys some updates on <laughs> workouts with my Bruce Lee nunchucks. <laughs> but why did I even like possibly think about nunchucks? You're like, Janan, this is just like what you constitutively, constitutively like think about or like, you know, just what is wrong with you kind of thing, right? No, this was definitely primed and triggered by something else. You're probably asking what that would be. Well, you know what? Mr. Nate Diaz, who is, um, you know, people actually do regard him as a notorious ninja in the world of mixed martial arts. That's why, you know, Nate Diaz, ninja, nunchucks. That's what like, ooh, nunchucks. I'm just going to get some nunchucks online. But anyway, so the reason why I was <laughs> primed to buy some nunchucks was because I actually read a lot of headlines on Nate Diaz, he's been, Manza's been so active and just so out there with everything that's being written about him and his potential fights. So what's going on with Nate Diaz? So Nate Diaz is actually going to be fighting off against Hamza Chemaev at UFC 279 for the main event. And UFC 279 is going to be happening on September 10th. <laughs> Woohoo. And so... That's that's going to be happening as per our reliable sources. And the two guys have actually agreed to be doing this fight, which is I mean, that that says a lot, especially coming from 
our be beloved Nate Diaz because we all know how picky Nate Diaz tends to be with his fights unless there's a huge chunk of money involved or uh, something that really, uh, you know, uh, revolves around his notoriety or like his fame you know something that would actually give him some sort of a boost in the world of combat sports you know he ain't talking about nothing else unless it involves those things so the fact that Nate Diaz is actually you know not just okay with having this fight but also okay with having it so early because like September is uh, almost September 10th literally that's about two months away and honestly that is very close. Sometimes fights are agreed upon five, six months in advance. And then, you know, that gives the fighters enough time to be going into training camp, doing whatever they have to do to uh, properly actually thoroughly train for their upcoming fight. And not saying that two months is not enough time. It's just it, it seems a little bit too short notice in my opinion um, especially because you know yeah it is it is a great fight between Nate Diaz and Hamza Chemaev but I hope that Nate Diaz recognizes that Hamza Chemaev is no one to underestimate and that if he is fighting Hamza on September 10th Hamza is going to be coming in their guns blazing like in the absolute best shape of his life um, and I just hope that Nate Diaz recognizes that and doesn't really like see it as a, oh, just another fight. No, it's not just another fight. I, I would actually argue that the fight that he has against Hamza Chemaev is arguably even harder than all the other ones that he's had very recently. The, the fights that Nate, Nate Diaz has had recently, all the Connor fights, all the, um, I believe he fought... Donald Cowboy Cerrone and Anthony Pettis. And I say this because Hamza Chemaev, like you you guys already know the hype about Hamza. Hamza is just on a whole nother level in the welterweight division. He is on a rise and we've all seen what Hamza is capable of. If anything, if you want to look at Hamza's performance and improvement as like a curve over time, I feel like he has yet to reach his like the peak of the curve being his prime, absolute prime. But the 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 slope of this curve that will ultimately lead to his prime is pretty darn <laughs> steep. It's almost vertical. That's how fast of a progress in my opinion Hamza Chemaev is making in the welterweight division and overall in the UFC he is doing everything that he can with all the superstardom that he has in him to become that next big welterweight in the UFC everybody knows what Hamza is about everybody respects that okay and I re again I really hope that Nate Diaz actually comes to that realization or maybe he has come to that realization otherwise he wouldn't have really taken this fight right but I'm just saying from a fight standpoint like from a athletic preparation standpoint I really hope that he does everything that he can and beyond to prepare for this fight because I feel like the, the difficulty of this fight is not even comparable to some of the previous, most recent ones that he's had in the in the past little while. So another thing to consider is that um, 
I feel like Nate Diaz specifically, he needs a little bit of a warm up. This is, again, this is just my honest opinion that I'm giving you, like the most raw opinion I can give. If I were Nate Diaz or somebody who was making decisions for Nate Diaz's fights, if it's like his head coach or his manager, whoever it is, I would talk to the UFC matchmakers. And I again, I completely understand that Nate Diaz wants to hold up this persona that he's built for himself. Like, he cannot just go around fighting quote-unquote nobodies. I'm not saying that he has to, but I'm saying that because he hasn't fought in a very long time in about at least a year and a half, if not two years, um, he will be having a rough time against Hamza Chimaev, especially because Hamza has been very active, especially in the past little while. Um, so I feel like, yeah, if Nate Diaz wants to get up to speed, I would have personally given him a quote-unquote warm-up fight before actually matching him up against Hamza Chimaev. But again, I completely understand the perspective that he has and that he just wants to get those big fights, get like do them, get them out of the way, get money, uh, not fight for however long he wants. He just kind of like he fights on de- on demand, like on his own demand, if that makes sense. Like if he wants to fight, he'll fight. Nobody, nobody else can ever force Nate Diaz to have a fight. And uh, we've seen that very clearly clearly in the past uh, little while but yeah that's that's the deal and <laughs> I'm really excited about this fight uh, I honestly cannot wait until September 10th I really hope that the UFC actually makes this fight official I mean to be fair uh, you know when the fighters do give their okay they don't just give their okay like out of thin air like there has to be something in place my assumption is that they would uh you know they're just like waiting on some paperwork from the ufc otherwise september 10th is not that long away not not what did i just say not that long of a time away anyways if that makes sense grammatically please take that (laughs) um and this is gonna be a huge fight and a very determining fight if Hamza wins, so <laughs> this is very interesting. Let me tell you this. This is another perspective that I have on this whole uh, matchup. So Hamza is actually in a very interesting position in the UFC. So even though I told you guys that everybody has witnessed how good of a fighter Hamza Chemaev is, the other thing is that he's also, he knows how to trash talk, and um, he he just has that element in him, that trash talking element in him, or just that charisma, that fighting charisma, that certain superstar fighters have, that give them that personality, that make them the fan favorites, and whatnot, so Hamza definitely has that, in addition to all the awesome fighting skills that he already has, which definitely, like, it just, you know, that's the recipe for making a superstar, which is amazing. So what I was going to say is that I feel like with this whole matchup against Nate Diaz, I really hope that Hamza is not thrown off. Uh, he's he's not, like, off track while he is currently on track to go and fight the welterweight champion potentially in the future because yeah as much as it's fun to have those uh like famous fighter matchups and you get those 
big fights uh, every once in a while. I feel like especially for somebody who hasn't yet reached their prime, that is actually a very dangerous position to be in because you really still have to prove yourself to the to the MMA community and to the organization and then really give it your absolute best to fight for the title. That should be your priority, in my opinion. And then if you do have these like famous named uh, fighter matchups every 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 once in a while, then great. Just take it. But don't let that become your whole um, style of uh, fight picking, if that makes sense. Like Hamza Chemaev is no Jake Paul. He's no celebrity fighter, right? Hamza Chemaev is there because he fights good. <laughs> because he's a absolute MMA monster. That's why he's there. And I feel like, I, re- I really hope that he doesn't forget that. Even with this fight, that's going to happen against Nate Diaz, who's like the more well-known figure in the MMA community. Um, you know, you. I hope you get my point. So... I hope that he has fun. I hope that, um, I, I mean, well, most definitely this fight would definitely help with his overall reputation and the MMA community and like his overall fame as well. But I hope that he has that fight. He's like, okay, great. Now I'm going to move on. Uh, just get back to whatever I have to do or whoever I need to get through until I get uh, a title shot next. Right. Cause that's the ultimate goal as a professional MMA fighter. So, yeah, I hope things work out for both of them, actually. Uh, it would be very, very interesting to see what would happen. And I really hope that the UFC makes it happen and official very, very soon. Okay, another update that I wanted to talk about. Uh, I'm so excited about this matchup, too. So the UFC actually announced a bunch of matchups over the past week. The other one that they announced that is actually official is the headliner for UFC 280, which is going to be happening on October 22nd in Abu Dhabi. Ooh, so exciting. Um, so this one is actually not going to be fi- happening on Fight Island. Whatever happened to Fight Island, honestly, it uh, feels like yesterday that we were talking about, oh my God, the UFC bought a whole island for them to fight at uh, during the pandemic. But uh, no, this one is actually going to be at the Etihad um, Arena in Abu Dhabi. So it's within the, the actual city of Abu Dhabi. Guess who is going to be headlining UFC 280? We are going to be having Charles Oliveira, the champ at the lightweight division, defending his title against the one and only, aka Mr. Fan's favorite, Islam Makachev. So this fight is going to be so good. And I just wish that I could like fast forward the days to October 22nd so that I could actually just watch this fight live right now. It's just one of those fights that as... As uh, people like fans who are actively following up with the fights that are happening in the lightweight division, you already know why this fight is so exciting. Number one, Charles Oliveira, he's a gangster. Uh, he has been a veteran in the lightweight division, actually in a bunch of weight divisions. And once he made his way to the lightweight division, you know, he was winning, winning fights, losing fights, winning fights, losing fights. And then it, there came a time that people were not really expecting him to win win the championship fight and he won the championship fight okay when Khabib left the division Charles became the new champion 
and he still is a champion. They're just like there. It takes a certain amount of dedication and uh, heart for somebody to be at this level, especially because you know when when you're some someone who's been in the game for so long. You know we have so many fighters in the game who are just so good, but unfortunately. Uh, they're often overshadowed by other individuals in their weight divisions. And as good as they are, they can never really even have a shot at the title, let alone win it. Right. And I feel like Charles Oliveira was literally on the border of being someone like that. But then, you know, the times and the opportunities happened to work out in a way that he was given that opportunity. And thankfully, Charles took it so well. And turned it into his advantage. And he became the new champion in the lightweight division. And now let's talk about Islam Makachev. Oh boy. So Islam Makachev. A.K.A. Uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov's protege. Ah. So many, many Khabib. Let's just put him that way. Actually, no. He's his own person. I don't know why people call him that. But people do call him that. Islam is so good. Islam, there's a reason why people call him Mini Khabib, though. Let me just clarify. Uh, Islam is so good in his wrestling. Almost unbeatable in his wrestling. That's why this fight is going to be so interesting to watch against Charles. Because Charles, I would argue that he is more of a uh, BJJ practitioner. So... When things are taken to the ground, Charles knows how to submit you proper. Uh, and that's where I think things would actually get very interesting because as as good of a wrestler Islam is, Islam, the, the way that he's been uh, trained in his camp, and that's, that's the Khabib way in my opinion anyways, uh, they usually just teach you to utilize your wrestling so that you attempt takedowns. If the takedowns are successful, your opponent's on the ground, you ground and pound, you put a lot of pressure on them, and that's how you tire them out and you win the fights. However, in this case, um, things can get quite dangerous when you're wrestling with someone, even if you do take them down to the canvas. Yeah, even if a person is on their back... If they're Charles Oliveira, they can easily turn things into their own advantage and potentially submit you because that's just the whole nature of jujitsu. Um, you're supposed to take advantage, especially if you're on the ground. You can do a lot of things that can turn the momentum of the fight into your advantage. So Islam needs to be incredibly careful with his wrestling so that, yeah, he can wrestle. And try try to tire out Charles Oliveira, but he needs to be incredibly careful for for um, Charles not to get in guard, and for him to employ his jujitsu skills on him. Because if that happens, things can definitely go downhill for Islam. But nonetheless, goodness, this fight is coming up October twenty second. See, the anticipation is what kills us. Like, we really just want to see this fight, especially because of how great both fighters are, honestly. And I personally cannot wait until then. Uh, I'm sure none of y'all can wait either. I wish you could fast forward again. But alas, um, uh, such is real life. And we have to have patience. 
patience uh, at times. So we'll see how we do. Anyways, I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to be having for this week. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. You can also go to Spotify and Apple Podcasts to download our episodes. And until next time, it's your girl, Janan, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.